there was a photographer. He wasn't affiliated with our school. I don't think he was affiliated with the race or any of the sponsors. And he was taking photos of all the runners. And there is a photo that he took of me and my penis is sticking out. <laughs> and I was like, four, I was 14. I was a freshman. My little penis was on the internet. What? Is it still out there? I hope not. I'm finding it. But if you want to see some Search my name, 2014 <laughs> oh my Homedale cross-country 5K race. Oh, my God. Just the head of my penis poking oh out of the God. side of, because the shorts are short. Oh, my God. Um, dude, that's insane. I did not expect <laughs> to see that going there. If you want to find some of <laughs> Lynch, <laughs> might be floating around. Dude, that's crazy. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Guys, welcome back. Oops, the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for you. This is our <laughs> fifth thanksgiving episode of oops the podcast pretty crazy uh makes me want to shed a tear uh the many years <laughs> we've been going and ripping love potting love doing this love talking to you guys uh it's been a pleasure mike lawrence the great comedian uh and nice person that he is made an interesting point that commercialism hasn't like fully sunk in its teeth into thanksgiving like it's just not quite as commercial as Christmas or whatever. I don't know. As in when you go into the stores the day after Halloween, you're not seeing Thanksgiving stuff. You're seeing Christmas stuff right away. I guess. Yeah. Uh -huh. And yeah, it seems like Christmas has sort of overshadowed um, Thanksgiving in a way. Where like the Christmas stuff is starting earlier and earlier as time goes on. And uh, Thanksgiving's, he would argue, is a pure holiday, which uh -huh. I thought was an interesting thing to think about. You know, obviously it's, the, it's commercial as well but i i think it's i think it's true there's something there it is are you a big thanksgiving guy do you get yeah, excited about yeah, thanksgiving yeah yeah we hosted at my family's house real quick guys uh my final show of the year i want to make sure i get this in at the top of the episode because i want to pack this motherfucker out mm -hmm. royal theater toronto 12 16 december 16th it is my final uh road date of the year um thank you to everybody who came out to the better late than never tour this year it was a great time and uh, I guess it's going to lead all the way into my special taping, which is going to be uh, the beginning of next year. Hard announcement coming soon. We'll be in a familiar place. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys there. It'll be a special time. So uh, rock and roll. And then January, I'm in the Sunshine Comedy Festival in the Tampa area. I'll be back down there. Uh, and so you can buy tickets to that all on my website, notholio.com. Anyway, back to Thanksgiving talk. Uh, yeah, Thanksgiving, man. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, my family usually hosts it um, pretty consistently most of my life. Um, and yeah, we'll be doing it again this year. Going up there. It's going to be a nice time. Looking forward to it. Um, I've been having a lot of spots in the city lately. So I would typically stay for a couple nights. But I think this year I might come back on Friday night because... Saturday night, I have some big spots at the Comedy Cellar, and I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I feel rested and ready to rip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. So uh, that's my plan. I don't know. What are you going to do? This is the first Thanksgiving I'm spending with Vic, so I'm going to go up and spend it with her and her family. Interesting. I'm seeing my family next week anyway. My sister's coming up with her daughter, so I'll see my niece. We're going to do a big thing. Cool. Basically a Thanksgiving 2.0, so I'm not missing anything. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> So it's funny, this this brings up a very, very good discussion point, dude. Okay. So last night, we, Hillary and I were discussing, um, and I was I was telling her, I was like, listen, if you like want to do other stuff for Christmas, like you don't have to come to Christmas if you don't want. Like go do whatever you want. Like you work your fucking ass off. You deserve to do what you want in your free time. I don't give a shit if you come to Christmas or not. She's like, obviously I'm coming to Christmas. I was like, okay. And she sort of made the point that at some point are we going to do the holidays with her family? And I was sort of like, why can't we just split up from like, she's like, we're going to be married. She's like, I want to be with you on the holidays. I'm like, okay, fine. But like, I was, I want to do Thanksgiving at my parents' house. Like you can do it at yours. Like, it's fine. I'll see you on the next day. Like I see you every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I realized I maybe sound crazy saying that, but like, it's true. Like I know that I don't get to go spend time with my parents all the time. 
go to their house, whatever. It's the time of the year where I do that. I know they want me to be there. It would mean a lot to them if I was with them, whatever. Like, I want to go do it. Like, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? I'm sure her family feels the same way about her, you know? I think there, there's so much pressure, like, you know, we're an item. We need to be doing these holidays together. I, I agree with you. I think it's totally fine to split up. Victoria and I have been dating for almost eight years now. And obviously, the longer that you date, there's more pressure to be together on the holidays. And yeah, like, I, I live with Victoria. Like, we spend every day together and it's totally fine just to go to our own thing for a couple of days give our family our full attention for even just 24 hours Mm -hmm. like i remember uh on christmas i spent christmas with my family all day on the 26th i drove up and i hung out with hers like just spend the quality time with your family it's not a big deal don't worry about other people thinking like oh wow you're not spending christmas together like Mm -hmm. that's bullshit just like you guys (laughs) both have a mature enough relationship and i'd hope any of you out there you know, if, if you guys are, you know, arguing about that, just remember that, like, you guys spend so much time together already. Mm-hmm. Just give it to your family. And eventually one right. day you'll be able to do it together. But, you know, that you cross that bridge when you're there. Her family lives far away. Be with yours. Let her be with her. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. No, totally. So and I think that this like this moment, it's not. And plus, like, you know, her family traditionally doesn't celebrate quote Christmas. But of course, it's the holiday mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and it's the time you spend with your family. So it's like. Um, I personally have no problem with dividing and conquering, but obviously open to some sort of solution. I just, you know, if I don't go for Christmas and granted my parents, my parents love Christmas. Okay. They love it. And I mean, everybody who doesn't love Christmas, what a great time. Mm -hmm. Anybody who celebrates it, loves it. If you don't, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I get that sometimes people feel a little like left out if they don't celebrate Christmas because Christmas is just so pervasive. It's like everywhere you know what i mean but christmas is a great time it's fun mountains of presents little kids running around hilarious fun blah 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 whatever right so i would feel so bad not being with my parents on christmas it would make me feel terrible Mm -hmm. so i'd like to and she made the point she's like well you know maybe we'll like get our own spot and then we can host the holidays and i was like oh that would be sick dude you know what i mean so props to hill dog for always sort of like Sometimes my instincts are like, ah, well, whatever. Like, I won't be, like, I won't be able to do that. And she's like, no, I'm doing that. I'm like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, we, I want to get a house. Like, I want to do this. That, whatever. That's like, the goal. It's sick. Yeah. The host. So, and it made me think of something else, dude. So, I guess we can, like, final thoughts on that. We can put it to rest is that we're figuring out what the best solution is to being able to spend the holidays together and with our families. We'll figure it out. But I'm realizing that one of the reasons why I want to be wealthy and successful one of the main reasons now is so that I can control my children. How so? I've noticed that the people who I know whose parents have a lot of money spend a lot more time with their parents because a lot of the time their parents have juicy perks to offer. They have the summer house with the pool and the this and the that or the Hamptons, whatever. So the kids are always going there because they don't have any anything better to do. They don't have a better option. Mm-hmm. They are not independently successful enough and their parents are so successful that they are always going to accept these invitations to do these things from their family. Mm-hmm. They go to their sick house. They go on the family vacation. The parents are paying, right? Oh, let's all go. You know what I mean? So I want that for myself. I want to have a thing that always is luring my children like a spinning, like the, the spindle in, in Sleeping Beauty. It's calling them. Mm-hmm. Prick your finger on a spinning wheel. But not they won't die. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make sure that around the holidays when they're your age and they're with their significant other, that they're not just running off to spend it with them and not even consider coming to hang out with you. You want to give them Down, ample opportunity to be like, no, this is the safe place. This is where we're coming. Yes, but it's more comprehensive than that. I want that to be the feeling always, mm-hmm. all the time, summer, all summer long. They're going to be there. Papa, I'm Papa now. Papa. Whatever the fuck I'm going to be. No, no, Julia. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, Julia. Hey, hey, guys. I got the kids on my, the grandkids on my lap. I'm giving them candy. Don't tell your parents. <laughs> or tell them. They're not going to do shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I want to be, okay, oh. this this winter we're going on a, on a whatever trip. You're all coming. The whole family comes. Papa's paying. Mm-hmm. And because if, if not, maybe they'll just want to do their own thing. They want to sleep in their own bed. They're going to want, you know what I mean? But Or we can go to Papa's house. Can we go to Papa's house where they have the this and the that and the movie theater and the dogs and the bed, the big bed? 
Oh, we're going to Papa stay in the big bed. Dude, just to be able to have grandkids is like, that is such an achievement alone. To, to raise children, for them to not get into trouble, to find a partner, to have children, and then to stay in your life. To have your house be the house, like that is such That's the goal. an accomplishment. The house. That's when you know you've made it. When your kids <laughs> are constantly coming over your house. Because that, that makes me sad. The idea that I'm going to... Not that part, what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. The idea that I'm going to alter my life dramatically to bring kids into the world. They're going to grow up and then they're not going to want to fucking hang out with me. That's the gamble. Spend my whole life watching these kids, caring about what they're doing, being so invested in, in every single thing that they do. And then they don't want to come up and hang out with me because, because I can't fucking, I don't know. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, instead, I'm going to try to have a lot of money. And I'm going to control Try them. to have a lot of money. I'm going to control them. And I hope that controlling them, I'm, I'm being cheeky with that. I don't uh -huh. mean literally controlling them. But like, look, if you have things to offer, you know, Ricky has a hilarious joke about this. He's like, people like hanging out with their rich friends. They don't want to hang out with their poor friends. Mm -hmm. He's like, your poor friend's char phone always needs a charge. Yeah. You, know, you got a charger? I forget yeah. how he says it exactly, but it's mad funny. I have a friend that has three older siblings. They're all very successful. They all now have children and they always spend every other weekend and every holiday at their lake house and i've mm. been there and i've been there with now you're talking the i've been there with uh the in-laws and with the the nieces and the nephews and it is magical and like in my my family right now i just have one niece and you she's, like a big and family she's down hang? in tampa i love a big family hang and i'm like uncle ryan when i'm hanging hey, out with i'm not uncle even ryan. related to them <laughs> I go to the Roberts household. I'm not even related. I feel like I'm part of this big family. The dad's making hibachi, flipping shrimp to the kids. They're laughing, giggling. I'm laughing and giggling. That That is the dream, to have the house. And yeah, you need to generate some wealth need in some order cash. to ensure that you know the odds are in your favor of having the house. Yep. But you got to be fearful that your son's not fear. Well, yeah, you got to be aware that your son's significant other could be a little wealthier and might have you know a bigger pool or right. more beach access right. with passes right. down to the Jersey Shore. You gotta, exactly. be, you gotta be on your toes about that. You gotta be very competitive, which you are. So just keep doing what you're doing, but you gotta generate that wealth. Yeah, no, but it's a good point, dude. Yeah, like suddenly, you don't Papa know who Julio, gonna be. You know, if I'm modest Papa Julio, now my fucking grandkids aren't gonna wanna come to my house. They begrudgingly come. Uh, Papa Julio smells weird. Ugh. And he, this and that, and their house isn't as fun. They only have Tootsie Rolls. Dude, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, bro. No, I don't want that at all. I want to be the patriarch, dude. I want to be the Logan. Uh, what's his name? Paul. No, not Logan. Well, him Roy? too. The Logan, Logan, Logan Roy, Roy and Logan Paul. <laughs> the prime, the prime fucking master. Fucking. That's good. Uh, but yeah, dude, that's the goal, uh, and we'll see how that works out. Yeah, dude, just keep doing what you're doing. We'll see. Keep we'll doing keep what you're doing. doing. Guys, here at Oops the podcast, you know we love the reboot eco marketplace of sustainable products. Go out there, support some small businesses. Not only is Reboot Eco a small business, but it's also a marketplace of other small businesses. This is the inception of small business, and you'll also be doing your part to make life on our planet more sustainable so your grandkids can enjoy themselves and not have to live in a bubble or some nonsense like that. Hopefully that never happens. They got some great stocking stuffers. Dude, they have great stuff. I mean, I'm holding here reusable coffee filters. What an amazing product that is. Dude. Can I have one of those before we leave? Yeah, of course. Okay. Reusable coffee filter. Hell yeah. We got the vegan deodorant cream here. Got the deodorant. Got some charcoal mint toothpaste. All the good All stuff. All the good stuff that you need. Uh, they got some holiday decor stuff coming down the pipeline as well. Um, but RebootEco.com is the place to go. And take a peek because there's a ton of ingenious, sustainable products uh, in a way where like literally everything that you use in your house could be more sustainable, more likely. Uh, and I know that I've been interested in exploring it more, trying to do my part. Uh, and I think you'd be surprised at how effective a lot of these products are. Um, whether it's, you know, moisturizer or beauty products, if it's practical stuff like toothpaste or like deodorant, or if it's household cleaning products, or like I said, even coffee filters, teas, tea bags, reusable tea bags, they have everything. Um, and we love it, and you'll be supporting small businesses. So go to rebooteco.com, R-E-B-O-O-T-E-C-O.com, promo code OOPS, 
15% off. Follow them at Reboot Eco online for updates and all the stuff that's going on in their community. Go support small businesses. RebootEco.com, promo code OOPS, 15% off. Get in there. You're going to love it. By the way, thanks to everybody who came out to uh, some of these last shows I did. I know I talked about the Oklahoma shows already. Uh, Louisville show was a lot of fun too. Louisville Comedy Club. Uh, had a great time. Love a little Kentucky action. Uh, dude, it was funny. Uh, the security guard at the place was obviously like a big dude, right? But the two managers of the comedy club were both like jacked, like yoked, massive fucking dudes. Right? What were they wearing? Tight shirts where you could see how jacked they Like, Can you they see were, their nipples? Uh, I don't remember specifically. Okay, continue. Sorry. You were wondering about the nipple placement? Well, yeah, I'm just picturing jacked, tight, hard nipples <laughs> nice continue i'm sorry no it's okay it's nice to, i'm it's so nice so to sorry i'm so so sorry no, dude, it's all right we'll let you kind of <laughs> marinate in your in your nipple thoughts for a sec <sighs> okay okay moving on uh but dude like so jacked that there is no shirt that wouldn't be tight on them mm-hmm. you know and i said to them like as a joke i was like oh man i was like I, who thought that the managers of the club would be like more yoked than the security guard and they like thought that was great and then they're like we're telling him and then they told him. In, <laughs> oh no! They told him in front of me, and they're like, "Dude," he was saying. And then the security guard just goes, "Oh man!" <laughs> oh, that's cute though, dude. Oh, charismatic man. G, that's great. That's funny. The guy, he was he was cool too, actually. And he just was telling me he's from like Eastern Kentucky or something. He's like he had never seen a bar in his entire life until he moved to Louisville, like some some rural part of the state where like I guess there isn't a bar nearby. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, damn, that's pretty crazy. I mean, where I grew up was like not suburban you know what i mean like i mean there's like a sidewalk in the town now but bro it's like a hundred yards of sidewalk it's like barely a sidewalk mm-hmm. um and there was a bar but there was one bar two one or two bars in the town so like i'd seen noir you know what i mean from the outside and even some of the neighboring towns had bars but like to have never seen a bar at all i'm like damn that's pretty nuts yeah yeah also dude on the drive down so i was in ohio drove down to uh to louisville from like the cincinnati area and uh, nice drive. I stopped at this coffee shop. I want to shout it out because, dude, I had like a full on breakfast sandwich, added shit to it, coffee, like the entire bill was $6. Hell yeah. I think it was $6.35. Reality Tuesday Cafe, Park Hills, Kentucky. Dude. That's a warranted shout out. Whoa, with hash browns on the side too. Mm. $6.65. Mm. That is one hell of a fucking deal, bro. Yeah. Did you get coffee too, you said? I believe so. I don't think I've ever seen you drinking coffee. I don't really drink coffee that often. I may, I may be lying about that. It may have just been the breakfast sandwich with a side of hash browns, but still, dude, like New York mm-hmm. City, that's sixteen dollars easily. Easy. Especially, and I, I was sitting. That's a good deal in New York City. Oh yeah, sitting down at a table like it wasn't just like Starbucks vibe. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. full on breakfast, bro. Yeah, dude. You can't find like a like a breakfast platter, like a hungry man's platter, anywhere in the city. I crave that. I miss that. You get that in a small town. That guy in Kentucky probably had a bunch of those. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. You got to ask him. Yeah. I'd be curious to know that. Yeah, I miss those. Those are perfect. Nice, a good breakfast cheap, spot. and solid every single time. You open the door, the bell rings. Mm. Morning, Ryan. They mm. know you. They know you. Mm. You know them. You nod. Ask about each other's families. Then they'll give you an extra piece of bacon, and then they'll rub your shoulder <laughs> and just be like, how's Pop-Pop doing? How's your Pop-Pop? Like, he's good. They're holding the coffee pot. Oh, yeah. Refill? No more? Oh, yeah, yeah, You want decaf. My bad. Decaf, decaf. They have both. Yeah. Dude, do you want good. cream? I'm like, do you have almond milk? But they don't have almond milk, no Ryan. Almond milk, Ryan. Not yet. No almond milk. Those are the spots. Can't find them. It is crazy that like every single thing, like every vibe is in a constant like existential crisis. Like I'll go into places. <laughs> it's true. Like I'll go into places upsta- uptown that are like old people only. And you know they've been going there since whenever uh-huh and when they die that place is gone and that way will be gone and there's even like drinks and snacks and like it's kind of crazy to see cuisine and things just like ebb and flow like everything is in a constant state of change yeah accepting that's important for happiness I think. cozy up in style this fall with the unmatched comfort of me undies me undies has the softest and most breathable loungewear and underwear that I have ever experienced. I know Ryan feels the same way. Whether you're on the grinder in your work week or posted up on the couch watching the minions. Mm, (laughs) Very comfortable. Very comfortable on your Sunday night as you decompress like they do in the Lynch household. Yeah. Uh, 
MeUndies is the underwear for you. You haven't used underwear until you've gotten a pair of these because they're so buttery soft. They're so comfortable. Like really. They really are. Yeah. They're soft. They're comfortable. They're wonderful. Uh, men's and women's styles uh, will make a great gift and it's a safe gift because mm-hmm. everybody needs underwear. Everyone. Everybody needs underwear. There's nothing worse than when uh, I look in that drawer and I just don't have enough and I'm like, I need more underwear. You have that loose pair of boxers that have overstayed their welcome. Yes. That are now, they're like a little dress on you. They're out. <laughs> get a new pair. Get some MeUndies. Uh, they also have fun styles too that you can give as a novelty gift. Um, we love them here at Oops the Pod. We think you guys will too. So anyway, to get 25% off of your first order plus free shipping, Go to MeUndies.com slash oops. That's MeUndies.com slash oops for 25% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. I want. I have a couple more things I want to talk about with, from Kentucky that I think are interesting. And then I have a, a big question for you. Okay. And actually, you can think about it a little bit. If you had, someone asked me, they're like, if you had a hall pass or whatever, who would it be, right? Now, we obviously don't do hall passes in our relationship because like, you know, there's a, a, a too high of a likelihood that I'll like encounter the people on the hall pass list. You know what I mean? So like, it's kind of unfair to, to make them. Mm-hmm. Not that that's certainly true, but it's true enough that like, and also bro, I'm, I, my hall pass is Hildog. I chose Hildog. I love Hildog. Like I want to be with Hildog. You know what I mean? So like the hall pass game doesn't matter. However, if someone was like, you have to pick your hall pass list. Who would be on it? But you can't say that. Why? Because then I can't give a hall pass answer. But you can give the same hall pass list that I'm giving. Meaning you've chosen Victoria. You're happy with Victoria. You don't want anybody else. But they're like, you have to pick a list of people. Okay. Even though you're not allowed to have it. You don't have this hall pass list. This is like, if you're like, okay, like it was your homework assignment to make one. You put an asterisk at the top. I this isn't a This isn't an effective actionable hall pass list because okay. I'm not allowed to do this. Uh-huh. However, here are my nominee. Here are my ceremonial nominees. Okay. Think about it for a second. Okay. Will you, will you have some too? I have some too. Okay. Okay. Then I'm comfortable with that. Because people, I asked, people asked me at dinner, I crashed Hill Dogs, like she was wedding dress shopping. A bunch of her friends came to town. I, I crashed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about this. And when I said my answer, they were all like weirded out by it. And I was like, to me, it was like obvious that that was a good choice. But we'll we'll, we'll discuss in a sec. Okay. Okay. So think. I'm going to give you a sec to think about it. Um, I went to this bar in Louisville. It was a speakeasy, bro. The thing I'm realizing: every sort of like slightly smaller city will have the best bar you've ever been to. A cocktail bar where cool people are working. They're proud of it. There's creative thoughtful drinks on the menu and they're stirring them right and they're mixing it right and they're proud and it's dope. It's a, it's an interesting thing to experience. Uh, and it's a place you can go to. That's not like exclusive or difficult. Like you can go, you can get the drink. It's great. So I went to this place in Louisville. I forget what it was called. It was directly next to the Louisville comedy club, little speakeasy. There was a drink on the menu called the acid cat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Didn't say the ingredients. It just said, take the ticket, take the ride. Okay. I was like, that's interesting. I asked the bartender about it and he goes, everything I can tell you about it is in the description. And I was like, and read it. Can you read it again? Okay. Yeah. Take the ticket, take the ride, the acid cat. Okay. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) (laughs) That scares me, dude. It was nuts. So I, I ordered it. Obviously I was like, okay, like I'm obviously getting the acid cat. I get it. There's a flower on it that you're supposed to eat. I ate it and it like was crazy, dude. It, my my whole head started like buzzing, dude. It was like really cool. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't like drugged. It was like a nicotine thing? No, it was some sort of like, I don't even know, dude. Like some effervescent. It must have been soaked in some sort of, it almost felt like it was soaked in warhead. What's but it wasn't that? sour. Oh, a warhead? Yeah. Okay. Like soaked in warhead, but not sour. And my whole head was like, it was sick. Okay. So that's it. But that's, but that's just <laughs> it was the cool. flower. From the flower, I think. Okay. I no idea what was in the drink, but go. <laughs> go to the spot if you're in Louisville. It's sick. It's right next to Louisville Comedy Club. Forget what it's called. It's a little speakeasy. Really cool cocktails. They had the Simpsons arcade game in the back. Oh, that's cool. Like cool arcade games that's is another fun. sort of emerging city thing. 
Emerging cities always also have top golf and axe throwing. Axe throwing, yes. A combo of those few things. And people do all the things. So I'm I'm working backward into talking about all my road weekends because uh, we recorded ahead a little bit. So like I'm going to get to stories about all the places that I've been going. Um, but that is a thing I'm seeing consistently. And the other thing I'm seeing consistently is the people who live in the places are actually using and enjoying all of this stuff. Whereas in New York, you're just fucking sucking your own D all day, like desperately trying to survive. I can't tell you the last time I went out and did some fun shit. Went to movie night on a Tuesday and played trivia and threw axes and fucking drank acid cats. I'm just constantly desperately trying to push ahead in my career mm-hmm. and feeling like I'm failing at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, get, it can get really dark. And it's great. I, I'm used to living like this. But like when I see the way other people live, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what am I doing, dude? Why have I fallen for it? Why did I fall for the trap? Here I am hustling. I am like a cliche. It's like Nicolas Cage and Family Man or something. Fortunately, I have a, a great relationship and I intend to have my own family and shit, but sometimes I feel like my life is just passing me by mm-hmm. f- from just trying to bust my ass doing this and not doing it as well as other people still and never going to feel like I've done enough, blah, 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 fucking blah. Yeah, it's healthy to do stuff during the week. We started mixing in trivia. You guys? Yeah, Victoria and I, and that's a lot of fun. Do you, didn't, didn't you go to Freehold? Did you say you go to that? Uh, hold on a sec. Freehold. You saw Pavich or something? Didn't you see somebody at Trivia? I didn't see Pavich oh. at Trivia. Um, but I do go to Freehold. Because his boy, who he produces, who's also a comic, this guy, Dan Davies, nice guy, um, who's been around for a while now, he was sort of like hosting this trivia night, this like legendary trivia night, where he, and he does it like in the Hamptons, he does it all over the place. And it's like really fun. People always go to it. And he was kind of like always funny and good at doing it. So he's like, oh, I might as well like try and do a comedy if I'm like a funny live performer. And he's like out here doing the grind, mm-hmm. slowly putting in his, his hours and and chugging along and getting there. Um, but anyway, so, but that's fun. You guys been doing shit during the week? Yeah, we do trivia. The pe- We made friends with a couple people in our building and we just, we just do stuff during the week with them sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll have them come over and we have like some games like synced up to the PlayStation where they're like party games. We bought some games. It's fun. Which ones? Uh, wavelength. What's that? That's one where you have a little dial and you have two categories. So it'll be like hot and cold. And then you have to spin the dial and it's randomly going to open up into some sort of range. But And you have to describe to your partner uh, something that would fall in line between hot and cold wherever that thing lands. Got it. It's kind of hard to describe. If you, if you, it's a pretty popular game. It's fun? It's a lot of fun, yeah. So we play that. We never really played games like the last five years. And then once we moved here and once we lived together, you know, we didn't have any friends. So like you had to branch out and uh, totally. that's a great way to meet people. So you feel like you feel confident about your city group of pals now these days? Yeah, I'm very confident. Plus all my buddies from college, they're over in Jersey City, Hoboken area, if I'm in a pinch. But no, that's <laughs> great. We all we all intermingle. We made some good friends. Oh, that's good. So some here. of your other friends from the other crew now fit in nicely with the new crew. Yeah, everyone ebbs and flows really That's nicely. Great. It's That's fantastic. Great. I'm very, very lucky. It's good to have a big crew, man. Mm-hmm. It feels nice to have the big crew. Yeah. Um, always a good time. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, I, so this is funny. Like, when I have nights off and I'm sitting at home, some nights I feel like I'm wasting them because I, like, want to watch something. Hillary doesn't. Like, and when we kind of just like sit there and do nothing, we like play the crossword and like, fine, that's chill. That's relaxing. But then I kind of get eager. I'm like, Ooh, I should have like gotten really into a movie or like got really, you know what I mean? But you can't always force that. Mm-hmm. And, um, so then I'm kind of like, okay, I like that I'm out doing comedy all the time. Like I, people are always like asking me for dinner recommendations and my friends always joke with me. They're like, dude, like you've been to so many sick restaurants. Like, why do you always say you don't know where to go? I'm like, because I literally, I don't know, dude. Like I don't go to dinner. I don't plan dinner. I don't book dinner. I have shows usually at night. I'm not usually going out to dinner. I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Period. Hillary knows. And maybe those times where I went to cool spots, I went with them. Or like, I'm not usually one, the one planning the dinners. And I like I like the fact that I'm working at night and shit, but then sometimes I'm also like, I feel like it's a, it's such a grind. Like there's something about working at night where if you're not fully willing to move your schedule around to flip your schedule. So like say the last two nights I've gotten off stage at like one o'clock in the morning. Sellers packed like all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm getting off stage late. If I have a good show, whatever, I'm like so awake 
and now I'm going to bed at three o'clock in the morning. And if I want to be part of like everyday society, like I can't, like I'll die. So I can't wake up at eight mm-hmm. when I do, when I do that. So I'm waking up at 11 day gets started late, but I want to be done doing work that I don't want to do by like five still. You know what I mean? So like in my brain, I should be pushing that timeline later, but it's hard. So somehow it feels more tiring grinding at night. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can at least. Does that make sense? Was that yeah, like that makes sense. I see. Yeah. Because yeah, like, you know, yeah. Last time my spot was 1235. I went up slightly later than that. I had shit that I wanted to do during the day that I just didn't get around to doing. I wanted to like edit a video. I'm like, I'm too tired to do this. Like mm-hmm. I can't just sit in front of my computer. I'll pass out on the keyboard and mm-hmm. break it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's hard to make that adjustment because I want to be awake and alert and working while everybody else is. You just feel less lonely going through life that way. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and I'd love to go out to like movie night on a Tuesday, but then I'm like, do I, I don't even fucking know. So I guess the whole point is I like seeing the way that people vibe in other cities and it's fun to see them enjoying the city and be positive about it and like enjoying it and proud of it. You know, like people are in New York and like for the most part, I, everybody I know is just like complaining constantly. Like it's so expensive. It's such a shithole. Like you get nothing for the amount of money you pay, but then they're like, I could never live anywhere else. I saw a TikTok recently where somebody was speaking on that point and like, People just try to, if you live in New York City and you have someone that's dragging you down for it, like, it's New York City. Like, it's, everything's here. Mm. Like, everything's here. You live in a shoebox, but everything's here. You have access to anything and everything. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it. City's pretty much open 24-7. Where else can you get that? True, but, but you know, one of these sort of cynical fucking people who's bitching about it would be like, I don't have time because I'm working so much to afford my shoebox. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it sucks. That's, My wor- that's worthy disgusting. that's worthy to be to, to have a grievance against that. You know what I mean? That's but fair. so I'm not saying that's how I necessarily always feel. I feel that way sometimes, other times I don't. Like mm-hmm. I go back and forth from being like very positive and sometimes not so positive. Um but you're right. Like that's the trade-off. Like New York r- it rules. But it it is interesting to see people in other places be like, "Oh yeah, like St. Pete's growing." You know what I mean? And then they, they get to the point where they're like, oh, it's growing too much. You know, the rent's getting more and more. I'm like, wow, this is like fun. It's so fun to be part of like an emerging thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to your point, New York, you can order any type of food 24 hours a day. Not that you should be doing that, but it is funny to be in another place and it's like 8 p.m. and suddenly like there's nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. There's no options. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go back to the question that we were talking about before. Uh, the buck, mm, the, the uh, hall pass, the hall pass list. Will you go first? Sure. Why don't we go one for one? Mm. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. You go first though. Okay. So the person that I said at dinner when they're like, who's your person? And I hadn't really like thought about it. Mm-hmm. I stand by her being on this list, but I was like, Billie Eilish. Okay. Is that like random? <laughs> uh, no, that's a, that's a good answer. <laughs> It's not my time. You're, you're like, you're like, oh god. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't you can say, say that. No. But don't say that. You can say that. But don't say that. She's not my type. Like but the, that's it, yeah. The idea that she's not like a conventional beauty. I'm not saying people don't think she's she's pretty or beautiful or whatever. Not that that even matters. Like, who are we to call somebody that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to like open a can of worms there. But like, I think Billie Eilish is a babe. I think she's cool. Digger style. I think she's like effortlessly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty girl. Um, and they all looked at me that they were just like surprised. Mm-hmm. All her like extended crew. They're like, Oh, okay. And I was like, what? I was like, is there something on my face or something? Like, why are you guys <laughs> looking at me like that? Um, okay. Billy. Yeah. Billy Eilish. Billy. Okay. Um, I wrote a couple of them down. I would yeah. say Maude Apatow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thought she killed it in uh, Euphoria. In youth. Pretty much the whole Euphoria cast. Don't be shy, dude. You're getting shy here. You're getting a little shy. (laughs) Getting a little excited. The whole Euphoria cast is on there for you? Yeah. Sydney Sweeney? Yeah. Zendaya, probably. on. She'd be on the top uh, just beneath uh, Maude. Okay. I like Maude. Yeah. She's cool. She's real. She looks like a real person. Yeah. uh, She's She's very pretty. You. Okay. I got to go back. Okay. Dude, I can just bang out my list. If you want, because it's too weird to go back. But like, if it feels too like uh, dramatic, it feels too suspenseful for me to just 
go back and forth. I was thinking yeah. about this the other day. Here's who I jotted down. There's a tennis player. Her name's Annette Contevet. I don't even know if I'm saying her name right. She has a great vibe. Her, her social media is great. I'm like, this girl just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. I love like a, a total package. You know what I mean? I'm the person who's going to be on my list. It's like vibe, cute. Maybe they like look kind of unique or whatever. Okay. Then the other three, Carol G's on there. Carol G. Yep. She's, you got to look these people up if you don't know them. I know. Lynch. I know that's what you're doing right now. Curveball, Addison Ray. Yeah. Babe. Yeah. And then finally, Selena Gomez. Current Selena Gomez. Whatever mm. she was wearing to that award show, she looked amazing. I was like, Selena Gomez is in my list. That's my current list. Okay. Selena's on my list. Really? She was a childhood crush of mine. Really? Yeah. I think, I think she sprouted my puberty. <laughs> I, I loved her. Um, okay. Margot Robbie. I think okay. she's stunning. Yep. Yep. I know people might say, oh, of course, Margot Robbie. No, she's she's beautiful and super talented, and I will go to the movies to see whatever she's in. Oh, nice. I love her. You like Barbie? Do you like Barbie? I thought Barbie was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought her, uh, I watched Amsterdam on the plane last year. What? Not a great movie, but she was great. She's great in anything that she does, and she, like I respect the hell out of her. Yeah. So anything that she does that's on my radar, I'm usually going to go to the, the theater to see it. I saw Babylon. She killed it. I haven't Babylon. seen that. It's good. Long movie. Uh, they could have cut down 45 minutes of it, but it was solid. I dude, I liked Amsterdam, and maybe like it's because I I went to the premiere. Not to sound cool, like I wasn't like on the red carpet or anything, but I just like went and you know Drake and Future. No, no, Future wasn't there. Drake and Future produced it, but Drake was like literally there and introduced the movie and like there was a Q&A with the cast. So maybe like sometimes when there's all that hoopla, you kind of like get poisoned by the vibe mm-hmm. and you think a movie's better than it was. I know it didn't do well, but I liked it a lot. All right. Who else you got? Okay. Um, and honestly, these are in no particular order. Leslie Mann is okay. on my list. Okay. I think okay. she's beautiful and she's very talented as well. She's funny too. Uh, Victoria, Victoria is well aware of this one. Laura Linney. Hilarious. Laura Linney is on your list. Something about That's a coog. Something about her in Ozark. Her the power. The, the power hunger Hilarious. that she had. That excites me. And I'd love to <laughs> get coffee with her. When I think of Laura Linney, like I I think of the the feeling that you get as a kindergartner when you're sitting there and you're writing and your teacher bends over. And like their their hot breath is on your shoulder, and they're trying to help you with oh, yeah. the scrunchie on your pencil, <laughs> and it just bursts off the pencil. <laughs> Dude, what the Laura fuck? Lenny, she's exciting. What the fuck? Um, and then that is the biggest curveball that we've heard so far. <laughs> on this list. Laura Lenny, she's got to be pushing late. 50s. She's got some numbies. Uh, um, that's great. Yeah, too. and then also um, Laura Lenny is fifty nine. Had a boy. <laughs> I love. She's beautiful. Um, and then, yeah, Sydney Sweeney. Okay. Almost. Does Hill Dog have a list? No, but she was like, she has some. I don't want to like air her out, like specifically say the people who she's. Okay. Obviously, she had a t- Timothy Chalamet crush at one point. Mm-hmm. I think she likes Jimmy Butler. Vic likes Jimmy Butler too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. Um, and dude, it's funny. Like I. Like jokingly act like I don't like like I don't like like I obviously don't act, I don't love it but like I don't give a shit like all right whatever like great Jimmy Butler like obviously you know what I mean he's the man but I'll be like mad and like some like I'm like joking around that I'm mad and sometimes like people won't know that I'm joking and they think that like I'm actually mad about like it's me, a dude. thing like, like a passive aggressive thing mad, dude. Yeah, yeah. and then saying that you're not actually mad makes it seem like it's even more than a, yeah. more of a thing <laughs> than it actually is I wonder like it's so sick dude to be the kind of legend like a leo leonardo dicaprio where like you don't have to look that good as far as what you can look like to maintain your swag Mm -hmm. like he sort of has notoriously like phoned it in a little bit and is like always getting you know photographed shirtless with a belly and like is still kind of like the top dog Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh i think that's impressive there's always one of those guys per generation there's brando Right, Marlon Brando got like really yeah. overweight, but like was still the goat, like mm-hmm. the man. Nicholson after that, then Leo. Who's going to be our guy? Jesse Plemons might be Pete. Uh, Pete, <laughs> <laughs> I told him I do. When you turn forty, you just got to gain hundred pounds. Has he always been pretty consistent? Yeah, he's yeah. always looked good. He's yeah. always like, 
had that sort of like slender ripped look you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. i just gotta say the jesse plemons in uh who is that love and death he is he we i think we talked about him maybe on the last episode he is in killer of the uh flower moon oh yeah he's yeah, been yeah, in, yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in the isles of the dogs he's been like three he's of really the last good he's really good oscar movies he looked he was very uh he put on a lot of weight for love and death and i actually went back and looked up like who the, the real people were that the show is inspired by he doesn't look anything like the character i think the name is arthur that that he was portraying but when you look at him he looks like he's like in his late 40s he's actually like 10 years young he's like in his mid or early 30s and then i saw him doing uh interviews promoting the new scorsese movie and he looks really thin and killers of farmer no he looks thin in the promos for killers of the flower moon meaning that since the movie since they filmed it he's definitely working on something else where he's a lot thinner i think he's gonna be does that make sense? But in Killers, he's skinny, right? Yeah, he's skinny, but he is like really skinny right now oh, in okay. the interviews that he's doing promoting the movie. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, he. I, I love him. He's, he's on my good. radar as much as Margot right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. not attracted to him, but Sounds like he, maybe. He, he gets me in the door. He's fantastic. He, he really kills it. He really he kills good. it. Yeah. He has that like, he's just like so unique looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he kills it. But he, he fluctuates a little mm. bit, but he's not on everyone's radar yet. So let's put him on there. Guys, if you're looking for a great and unique gift this holiday season, we recommend going to Uncommon Goods, a website full of awesome, customizable gifts. The people who select the gift collection on Uncommon Goods, they do a really good job. They look for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S., Uh, that have the most meaningful out of the ordinary gifts, potentially anywhere that I've ever seen. I'm even just like scrolling through the website right now, dude. And I got my mom a gift uh, on there for Christmas. I don't want to say it on here because she listens to the pod. I've I've said on past reads that I got one of my buddies a fitness advent calendar. There's there's tons of cool stuff. Like, look at this. There's a smartphone controlled paper airplane. That is cute. (laughs) What a cool, (laughs) cute, fun gift. Uh, And a ton of just really cool stuff. Think about the holiday parties that you might be having at your office this year. You could go to a pharmacy and get somebody a keychain that's really doinky. Or you can go onto Uncommon Goods and get them something actually cool that they're going to use and not just throw out uh, along with uh, their end of year trash. Dude, totally. Whether it's a squishy gummy bear light, a bubble tea kit, or something very specifically practical like couples split bedding, Mm. which I know people have recommended to me because I posted a stand-up clip once of how when Hill Dog rolls (laughs) over, she just takes the the covers with her and now I'm like hanging on to them for dear life. And a lot of people have recommended this to me, couples split bedding. We haven't quite gotten there yet, but I think that it could happen sometime in the future. In fact, I was just hanging out with one of my buddies. This is kind of funny. Him and his wife describe themselves as sleep divorced. They no longer sleep in the same bed. Mm. And Hill Dog very sweetly looked at me after I told her that. She's like, <laughs> I, ho- I hope that never happens to us. And I was like, listen, if it does, it's not the end of the world. But regardless, Uncommon Goods has you covered for anything you might need. Like I said, whether it's something straightforward like a stoneware microwave veggie steamer or something more specific like a grilled personal pizza maker. Mm. Love it all. uh, And anything you might need for anybody you can find on uncommongoods.com. So right now to get 15% off of your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash oops. That's uncommongoods.com slash oops for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we are all out of the ordinary. You know, it's funny when I went to see Killers of the Flower Moon and I kind of, I think I mentioned on the pod that I was the only person in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked my seat thinking that that would matter. And I picked a really good seat and I checked in and for whatever reason, I was like C12, right? And the woman was like, yeah, like she knew well that I was the only person gonna, that was going to be in the theater. Was she in the theater when no, you were checking? she was like at the counter. Oh, okay. She must have known that I was the literal only person coming in. I'm the only one who had checked in. In what world wouldn't she have just been like, I don't think there's going to be anywhere one in there. <laughs> she probably just didn't care. She probably was She's probably even, like 17. How many, th- there are probably a bunch of other theaters uh, in the... Uh, the complex in the complex yeah but she knew she's checking the tickets for the specific ones Mm -hmm. and And she sees that they're all blue i mean i was the only person who had checked in and i wasn't like that early Mm -hmm. and i don't know maybe she just doesn't like readily have it accessible with the seating chart 
But like, and granted, when you're a high school kid, like you don't have the wherewithal to break protocol yet. Mm-hmm. So if somebody like asks you some random question, like you don't know how to like break the matrix yet. Yeah, so that's going that. above and beyond to give you that information. You'll find out in a few minutes. Right. It's like very. Wait, what do you mean? Find out? Oh, like I'll find out in a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but bro, like, okay, fine. Did it bother you? No, it just. I was just like, oh, that was like kind of dumb of her. But like, it reminds me of like L.A., where it's like. I remember I went to a hot food bar or something and I put a bunch of food in the thing and I used the wrong container, Mm -hmm. but the pricing was the same for the, for the, for the weight. It was like, whatever, 1199 a pound or something. This bothered you. You, I've talked about this before a year ago. Yeah. Like, like what? Anyway, I put it on the scale and they're like, that's in the wrong container. And I'm like, why does it matter? It's the same (laughs) pricing. Can't you just hit the tear button? for which container it is. And it's, you know what I mean? It was like the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And this reminded me of that, but this girl's probably a fucking teenager. So yeah. it doesn't count. I'd love to see you out in the wild being confrontational. I, I'm not really like passive aggressive. I, I'm just like, why does it matter? Yeah. Like, why would it matter? Yeah. Just get just like little, little battles. Asking questions. Challenging. That, that show that I think that they're being stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something? Yeah. So Victoria, my parents, they ran the Philly half. Oh, I saw that yeah. over the weekend. How'd that go? It went well. They did great. Victoria crushed her uh, her time, and uh, my parents did great too. Um, we were at a hotel bar afterwards, and we're sitting there. We're with some friends. My parents left, and uh, it's like the lobby bar. So there's like people that are you know waiting for their rooms to be ready, and then also people drinking at the bar. It's half lobby, half bar. And there's a guy and he's sitting there and he just has this horrendous cough. And it's just like, <laughs> like, yeah. and he was doing, he would, I'm not going to bust the speakers in your cars or, or headphones, everyone, but he just kept doing that repeatedly and it got louder and louder. And I noticed, and then I looked away because I didn't want to be rude and lock eyes with him. And then the coughs progressively got worse and worse. And maybe seven minutes went by. And then I started thinking to myself, because there was water right there. I was like, should I get this guy a glass of water? Maybe he's really thirsty. And then the thought entered my mind because I've been in this situation a couple of times. Maybe he has Tourette's because Tourette's, you know, it's... It manifests itself as coughing? I'm I'm coming. You're just not sure. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just know <laughs> that I've had a run in, in the past where I made a mistake uh, with somebody with Tourette's and it blew up in my face. And uh, anyway, I, I end up getting a cup of water because he had this really loud, just echoey, thick, dry cough. And uh, I grabbed a cup of water and I nonchalantly walked over to him because everyone, no one was, it was as if I was the only person that could hear him. No, There were so many people in the lobby. Everyone was ignoring him. And I go over and I lean down to put the cup of water. I'm like, here's some water. And he looks at me. He's like, I don't want the water, man. Get it away from me. And uh, I just turned around and I walked away. And I realized that he, he definitely had Tourette's. Some sort of thing. Oh, my God. Dude, Tourette's is... What the fuck? If, if you have any family members... I don't members, want the water, man. Dude, it was, it was harsh. And, it, and, I, and I, I get it. Because if I was him, I'd be annoyed. It's passive it's aggressive a, to give him water. Passive aggressive to give him water? Kind of. You're, you're admitting that he, he, like, there's a world where it seems like you're annoyed and you're like, I'm annoyed, but it's okay. We're, we can, th- there's a solution here. Yeah. Here you go. That, that's fair, especially from his perspective. Cause I'm sure that he gets it all the time, especially like some ticks are, are worse than others. How old was he? Um, mid fifties. Sometimes when you get old, you just fucking develop a cough too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't it know, was Tourette's. There was something wrong with it. There was some. There was. There was. A, there was a tick, and I just and like I told. I was. I was like, oh my bad, and I let. <laughs> I let it be. But like, they must be really hard to have Tourette's and have to like you know when you're out in public and like just dealing with situations like that and then like having the patience because I. I don't think that I'm it looking was. This up. I'm I don't. Looking this up. I don't think that it was uh, passive aggressive. I maybe maybe you weren't being passive aggressive, but I could see one taking it as that. But if he's if he kind of has something going on, yeah, maybe there's no way for it to, even if it was obvious that you were being nice, maybe that's a problem still. I don't know. I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, his coughing part of it makes sense. Yeah, and his his response is totally justified. I mean, it's it's me encroaching on 
on on his life with my assumption that he has a bad cough. But he's encroaching on yours by being annoying. I wasn't annoyed. I was concerned. Okay. I really That's was nice concerned. That's nice of you. And I, I was like looking around. I wasn't going to mention anything because everyone's in conversations. I don't want to interrupt anybody to be like, do you think that guy is Tourette's? Because also like <laughs> it, it might seem like I'm trying to be silly or anything. So I just like, I just, like, oh, okay. I just like notice. And then it did not bother me at all. But I was bothered that like, like he just looked like he was either really thirsty or I was going to get it thrown back in my face <laughs> and it happened. So I'm just, I'm just curious how, how, how you go out in, in public and forgive me if I sound ignorant in, in, in speaking like this, but it, I just can only imagine how difficult it can be for people like to just be completely there, completely functional and everything. And just have this tick that leads people to believe that something's wrong with you. And, uh, you know, dealing with somebody that might try to help solve it, thinking that it's something that it's not. Right, 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 right. It's like, like, it yeah. must be very difficult. If, oh, you, if, you, if you have it or if you know somebody that has it, I'd, I'd love to hear how one with Tourette's kind of deals with that because that's a forever thing. Is it? You can't like, I, I don't wondering. know. If, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a, a treatment or, or anything that you can take. But like, like if you have Tourette's and if it is your whole life, like that is a forever issue whenever you go out in public. And I, I'm just wonder. I'm just curious how you deal with that. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. It was a weird thing. It was a weird thing. Yeah, I'm reading about it right now. It's what, do you, like, what do you see? So many people, many people don't understand what Tourette's syndrome is or what causes it, so they might not know how to act around someone who has tics, a.k.a. Ryan bringing water. <laughs> if people stare or comment, kids and teens can feel embarrassed and frustrated. Someone who has it might have to explain the condition to others or deal with teasing or gawking. I wonder, let's see, can people outgrow it? Can people grow out of... Yeah, yeah, the tics associated with Tourette syndrome tend to get milder or go away entirely as kids grow into adulthood. Yeah. Interesting. Well, his his would be the strongest case of Tourette's that I've seen because I've seen it out before. The first time I had a bad interaction with somebody with Tourette's, I was working at an Italian restaurant and I was a busboy and there was a woman, she kept sneezing. I thought it was a sneeze. I kept God blessing her. And uh, she said thank you because she was being polite. I later found out after three God bless you's that her, when her husband snapped at me saying she's fine, leave her alone, that the owner of the restaurant pulled me aside. I was like, hey, she actually has Tourette's. So just ignore it. The, don't you have some church story with it too? With where, Tourette's? Where somebody like stood up and said, yelled something in church or something? Am I making this up? No, I don't think so. I'm just surprised you have so many stories about it. Just two. Just two. <laughs> That's still a lot. Just two Tourette's stories. Uh, I'm trying to um, think Egg on my face. <laughs> no, no church, no, nothing with church in that regard. Some, do you have some church story about somebody standing up and saying something in church? Maybe not. I must be imagining this. No. But yeah, let us know. I am, I'm really curious about that because I'm sure that that's very tough. And maybe it's not. And maybe I, I, I don't know. So just if, if you know anything, I will stop talking and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan wrapping his head around Tourette's syndrome. Um yeah, I don't know much about it either. So interesting stuff. But. When I used to work out, I would have the set weights that I would want to use. And then I'd do that for a few weeks. And then I kind of would just get lost in like, what do I need to do next? I feel you on that. You know what I mean? And so I, I was stuck. And then I started using the FitBot app. And I don't need to worry about figuring out is now the right time to move on uh, and add five pounds to my, my workouts or am I going to do it too early and injure myself? That's why I love the app so much. I finally have graduated by five pounds nice. for some of my bicep workouts. Sick, dude. And uh, the FitBot yes. app uh, is the way that I found out about it. So sick. it's sick. It really it just it just customizes everything for you. And uh, you don't have to worry or stress about, am I making progress or not? It tracks everything. And I've been doing it for a couple months now. I'm seeing results. And uh, I really feel more productive when I go to the gym. It's one thing to put your phone down and actually just focus on the workouts, but like also knowing which ones you should be doing, which ones you shouldn't be doing because you did them the other day. Totally. It's all set up for you. It's great. Yeah, it's nice. And it, it, it basically puts something in place that kind of prevents you from being too lazy or too comfortable. Mm -hmm. It'll challenge you just enough, but still allows you to like be comfortable to a degree that makes sense. It kind of meets you in the middle, which I think is great. And that's been one of the positive things about it for me. Uh, but it says... It, it, they say this, but it's also true, but the workouts improve as you do. And there's all these tools for you to say, was that the appropriate amount of weight? Like you can change it within the app and ever after you like log it as completed, it learns 
which is crazy. And it will like formulate your workouts to be better in the future. It's a great app. We love it here. And it's a great way to kind of go into the new year if you have fitness goals. Download FitBot today and get a head start on your fitness resolutions. Get 25% off of your subscription and get three free personalized workouts when you go to fitbod.me slash oops. That's 25% off and free personalized workouts at fitbod.me. M E slash oops. So wait, so they ran in the in the half your parents did too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They, so they ran the full marathon a couple years ago. Jesus. In yeah. New York? No, the Philly. Are you is where you're from closer to Philly than it is to New York? No. Closer or, to New York. I just know sometimes like Jersey people who are down in that area associate with Philly. Um so I wasn't sure. No, but we're like North Jersey. Has Vic ran a marathon before? She ran a half, I'd say three years ago. Four years ago. And then again now. And yeah. is, she, is she gearing up to do her full one? I don't think so. She's going to take a break for a little bit. Nice. A full marathon hasn't been on her radar. But our friends that we made in our building, uh, one of them, uh, Sam, she ran the full marathon the next day. They run together. Wow. I can see that growing into her having a desire to run a regular marathon in the future. So she's been training for months. So now she's finally getting to kick back. I don't like it. I don't like running. I don't like running. But I do get it. Like I have like crossed that plane where like you feel amazing from it um, at times. I think that's a fucking hoax, dude. But dude, like running cross country, you're like running in the cold and shit. It's like crazy. It's like sadistic. Yeah. I know this girl named Avery who's like part of some kind of run club thing. I'm not sure specifically what it is, but she's like constantly running Mm -hmm. like every morning. And she's like all these friends. And I'm like, it's so interesting. And I wonder... Um, when I see these big groups, like sometimes I see them like talking, they're like mm-hmm. having a conversation. Like it's crazy to like get to that point where running is so like your baseline of being able to run is so high that like you can chat, you can chit chat mm-hmm. while you're, while you're trotting. Yeah. Once you train enough, you find your pace. Those, those running groups, there's, there's one in Williamsburg, Victoria's thinking about joining it. Like they're massive. Like it could be like a hundred people going on a run together. So you're bound to, you know, with how, where do you even go? I don't know. They they build, not on the they, track. They you just find a good route. They bet. Yeah, they build. They build the routes. They run them out. But they, yeah, they uh, you find somebody that runs the same pace as you, and you can chit chat with them. Yeah. Vic goes on runs with the our friend that just ran the marathon. They would run thirteen miles together, and you know they could probably set up some microphones and record a whole <laughs> podcast for the, yeah, the right. two and a half hours that they're running. So that's crazy. Um, yeah. Kudos to you if you, if if you can run. Yeah. Um, or if you enjoy it. Cause, uh, I was always trying to find that. I was always trying to push through to get that runner's high. And I've ran, I've ran 10 miles many times and I, I've never found it. It's tough, dude. Yeah. It's tough out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel you. My body's all fucked up from tennis and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just, it can be tough for me, but it's, it's a nice little activity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. And I'm curious too, like, I know a lot of people who said that, you know, they ran their whole life and then they end up getting all these like replacements and stuff like hip replacement, knee, whatever. And I'm wondering if that is a thing that is inevitable if you're running a lot or if there are steps that you can take to prevent that from happening. I'm sure there must be, but I'm curious what those are Mm -hmm. as far as like proper stretching, proper cool down, proper whatever, icing, heat, whatever the fuck you need to do. Um, That always interests me a bit. So, yeah. You gotta spend at least like if you really want to have longevity in running, like half hour warm ups, fifteen minute stretching sessions. But before. isn't the warm up running? Uh, like jogging. Like for cross country, right. we would stretch for fifteen minutes. We would do just a bunch of bouncy, jolty, jointy stretches, okay, okay. and then we would just run around the parking lot dynamic slowly. Stretching. Yeah, and then you know we didn't even get to go on our run until after I can't an hour of running. Country, bro. Yeah, the girls on our on our high school team. They got these custom shirts. It was pretty badass. It said, our sport is your punishment. And they would run around with that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I thought it was pretty, it's pretty cool. Good. It's pretty good. Uh, this girl uh, that I ran cross country with, now she's like a model. And she runs for like Nike and all these big brands. And uh, I just think that's pretty badass. Yeah. And I remember, I vividly remember her sporting the shirt, like pulling them out of the boxes. And now she's always like running in these crazy that campaigns is- for all all of the oh, running brands, sick. Nike being just one of them, but she, she does all of it. That's sick. It's pretty cool. It's pretty badass. Dude, I was on the track team, uh, in high school and I was like the worst. I was always in like the shittiest heat and I would run like the, the, the hundred and the 200 or something, or the mm-hmm. 50, I don't even remember specifically. I remember thinking the 200 was the thing that I was the best at, but before like track meets, dude, I would get so much anxiety to the point where I needed to quit the team. I quit the team. <laughs> 
I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It was too stressful. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like really, and like you step out of. I was so embarrassed of like looking stupid. Like running is like weird too. Like if you look weird when you run, like that's like not a good look. You yeah, know I, mean? I was very self conscious. Hell yeah, I, I I can relate to that. I was yeah. very insecure running around like that. I, hated it too. I did winter track once, and I hated the the mundane of just running in a circle over Dude. and over and yeah. over again. It was terrible. And then you spend the whole day inside a hot building. Well, everyone's doing, uh, you know, all of their races. You just have to sit there and wait for your turn. There's just whistles and screaming and announcements. Yeah. It's, it's not terrible. fun. It's, it's not terrible. a fun way to spend your day. Why did you do four years of cross country then if you hated it so much? To stay active, something <laughs> to do. Um, I, I feel like if I didn't do cross country, my parents would make me do something that I wouldn't enjoy doing. And uh, even more so, I also got to run with my friends. And dude, we would fuck around sometimes. I had a couple guys that I ran with, you know, um, coach Showstack didn't keep a good eye on, on the JV squad. Um, and we would run to my house and play Skyrim for about 30 minutes. We'd set a timer and then, uh, we'd go on a mini quest. We'd play Skyrim and then we'd run back. And one time my coach caught us running down my street. He didn't say anything, but (laughs) we had fun. Cross country was fun. I made some good friends. Uh, we had, um, yeah, I made some good friends running cross country. And then there was one day where I ran really fast and then like I got like a medal and it was like, oh, it was like really sick. My dad nice. was very proud of me. Nice dude. Well done. Mm-hmm. It's very wholesome. <laughs> it's very wholesome. Ryan running cross country to stay active. <laughs> one more thing. There's this photographer. There was this, uh, at Homedale in New Jersey. There is the, uh, the big race of the year. It's, uh, they call it the bowl. And, uh, at about two miles in, you go down this really deep bowl and then you have to climb up. There was a photographer and uh, he wasn't affiliated with our school. I don't think he was affiliated with the race or any of the sponsors. And he was taking photos of all the runners. And there is a photo that he took of me and my penis is sticking out. <laughs> and I was like 13 or... F- what? Four- I was 14. I was a freshman. My little penis was on the internet. What? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Homedale 2014. If you, you guys want to go in the archives. Is it still out there? I hope not. I'm finding it. But if you want to see some... Search my name, 2014 <laughs> oh my Homedale God, Cross Country 5K Race. Oh, my God. Just the head of my penis poking oh out of the God. side of, because the shorts are short. Oh, my God. Is what it is. Yeah, dude, bleep me saying. <laughs> um, dude, that's insane. I did not expect <laughs> to see that going there. If you want to find some. Lynch <laughs> might be floating around. Dude, that's crazy. That's different from the picture of you being like. <gasps> yeah, that was later The famous on. Ryan Cross Country picture. I hammed it up. Rosy cheeks. Um, dude, insane, bro. Mm-hmm. Insane. Well, guys, look, get out. I'm sure some of you are doing the turkey trot today. I know my brother's doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that is that traditionally like a 10k? Uh, I think it's usually a 5k. It's usually 5k. Okay. Yeah. My brother used to run like pretty significantly. He's like impressive guy in, in that way. Like he's good at like taking on new things and getting really good at it. Like nasty at tennis. Like all state, whatever. Played in college, then just decided he was like kind of over it. Started picked up squash, nasty. Played on like a national a team that was like top twenty five in the country. Made the team, whatever. Then he became like a very good runner and was like running marathons, like doing all this crazy. He's shit. Ra- has he ran marathons? I think so. I, I I need to check specifically. I believe even if he's ran a half, I think he's run a marathon before. Mm-hmm. Even if you're on a ten k. I know it's crazy. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, let's bang out an email here real quick. Thank you guys for sending your emails as always. Real quickly, we were talking about homelessness in the Pacific Northwest and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Somebody replied with some kind of like answers, which I think some of it's maybe kind of obvious, um, but other stuff is maybe is is helpful. So here we go, guys. Big fan of the pod. After Tuesday's episode, I think I can share some insights on homelessness. And by the way, this is a few, this is a while back. This is like the beginning of October. So Mm -hmm. in case you guys want to listen to that episode, Uh, I think I can share some insights on homelessness as someone who works pretty closely with people who are experiencing it. First of all, most people who become homeless don't leave the area they were living in, whether that's because they have connections there, they know the area or whatever the case may be. So basically, people aren't usually losing their homes and moving to California. Because we had said that. Like, do people just go there Mm because it's temperate all year or whatever? Yeah, we're talking about migration. Yeah. It's more that areas like San Francisco, LA, Seattle have more people who become visibly homeless than places like Orlando, Charlotte, Boston for a couple different reasons. One, the main reason more people in those areas lose housing than in southern cities is literally just that there's less housing available and it's more expensive. The more expensive the cheapest apartment in an area is, 
the more people won't be able to afford it. Obviously, right? That's an obvious thing. But in, interesting that that applies to homelessness. Because when I see a homeless person, dude, I don't see a person who appears to be capable of having their shit together enough to live somewhere. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that guy. This is actually kind of funny. I was in Louisville and, <laughs> and we'll get back to this email in a sec. But I'm walking through the parking lot to get to my car. And a homeless dude was just directly to my left. And it like scared me a little bit. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like. But I actually, I didn't even make like a, I'm scared reaction. I just felt it within. And I saw him and I, and I just made like a, I smiled and I nodded and he just looked at me and went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very funny. Um, so hopefully that dude's, that dude's doing all right. So anyway, back to that point. The more expensive, the cheapest apartment in an area is, the more people who won't be able to afford it. Orlando and Charlotte have more physical space to build new housing in. So they're able to control housing costs by upping the supply. San Francisco and Seattle don't have that option. So housing stays expensive and you have way more homeless people. Interesting. Number two, there are more visibly homeless people in the Pacific Northwest slash San Francisco than Boston, for example, because Boston has a mandate that shelter space has to be available for all homeless people, whether they choose to take it or not. This is where weather comes in because if you're outdoors in the Boston winter all night. You're basically fucked. So the city made it a priority. More temperate areas don't have that problem and don't make enough shelter space. So more people end up out on the streets all the time. Uh, and those are the homeless folks that you're seeing. Crime isn't really in his wheelhouse, he says, but he hasn't seen any evidence that tougher penalties prevent property crime. It seems like there are just way more people on the streets at night in San Francisco. So there are more car break-ins, etc. Um, so that, thank you, Dylan, for that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so anyway, hopefully you guys have a roof over your head. Don't take it for granted if you do. And just remember that as shitty as your life might be, chances are there's somebody out there who whose life is more difficult. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on that note, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Something to be thankful for. Tell everybody hello. Oops, the podcast. Um, we have some fun new merch coming out next week. Is Big G is going to be on the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really looking forward to that. Uh, oopspodcast at gmail.com follow us at oopspodcast tiktok instagram all that stuff he's at ryan is really play i'm at not julio not julio.com check out all my videos and uh my tour dates 